They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that wonders if you can judge people by the bumps on their head. How do you judge robots? This is Hysteria 51. We judge you, not the other way around. Judge, jury. Douchebag. <laughs> Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, this is Brent Han, still guiding the ship and sitting across from me, filling in for Goforth as he's still still on duty in Delaware. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's actually on assignment in Poughkeepsie this week. The man who needs no introduction because he has his own theme song, and that does it for him. His name is... Oh, hello, hello. Now, I've always wanted to be on assignment in Poughkeepsie, so what do I need to do to be able to do that? (laughs) Fail upwards? Fail upwards, okay. I think that's the way to... I've been failing the wrong way my whole life. Me too. Oh, man. Now, our good, loyal listeners in Poughkeepsie, you can hate Kevin and not me. No, no, no. I was serious. I want to go to Poughkeepsie. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's a really fun word that's hard to spell. Yeah, well, yes, I'm looking here when I was uh, uh, reading the outline, and that, that does not... that. Po- is that really how it's spelled? Poughkeepsie. Okay. But I'll, I will say, when I saw it in my head, I thought Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Because yeah. I wrote on there, John's in Poughkeepsie. Remember. Yeah. Remember. And I was like, why the why am I here? Because I'll send you to Poughkeepsie. Because I, lo- yeah, I lost a bet, up. didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's good to be here, man. And uh, I'm honored to be on the show today yeah. with you and talking about this, this little thorny, bumpy issue. Yeah. And even though you're filling in and playing co-host, we had to play your your bumper yeah that one might actually be worse than peckers <laughs> other voice you're hearing is our robot co-host conspiracy bot Seabot is a drunk angry robot blah 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 we all know he's been on world destruction he dabbles though in phrenology he tells us yeah i'm not surprised no i said i collect heads there is a difference yeah you need to collect a paycheck don't you have a mole to lose sleep over or something wait what 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 are you laughing? Did did he see something? Kevin, is it he, over he, here? No, no, hold on. Just just you. is it I, here? That's not a. That looks like a infected like a, third nipple. Oh my god! <laughs> but since we're talking, oh. since we're talking pseudoscience this week, spoiler alert. I hate to any phrenologists. I mean, I think out yeah. There. I think maybe you're getting a little ahead of it. Yeah, this yeah. week as we are talking phrenology as pseudoscience. Do you have any other pseudosciences that you? Um, I don't know if I should say this, but dare I say you're a fan of? Do I have other yeah. sciences? Uh, uh, chemistry. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of chemistry. Math. Math. Physics. Yes. The Big Bang. Uh, you were a big fan of the Big Bang Theory. Uh, never seen an episode. Yeah. I'm proud to Play say. Play it cool. I'm play- <laughs> playing it real cool. Play it cool there, Daddy-o. Oh, see? I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, yes, you means. do. I am not a fan of the Big Bang Theory, but I do have a Sheldon Cooper action figure because he's wearing a Green Lantern t-shirt. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen that action figure. It, well, it, well, it's an inaction figure. It's still in the box. But, oh. You know, it, it comes with, with, like, I think a, a whiteboard so you can do physics. It does it really? I think that's in the box. They're selling pseudoscience with dolls now? I mean, is it really pseudoscience? You know, it is to me if it's on television. Because, you just got to believe it. Oh, true. Fox News. I CNN, MSNBC. They're all owned by the devil. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do some phrenology on the on the person who owns all the news networks. Who was it? Who could it possibly be? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Say it. That's boss. It's called boss. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you guys have you guys have covered a few in seriousness pseudosciences that that have made me laugh. You know, hollow earth, uh, lie detectors, um, flat earth. I think that's got to be my favorite. And, and again, yeah, again, I'm sorry if. Uh, Would you hit the, your head on the firmament or something? Yeah, that's the gospel. Uh, 
Yeah, I did hit my head on the firm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, if we could just take some time here and we could just go through and uh, take a look at my head and then we can really figure out what's We're going on with it. figure out what that new bump's about. Yeah. Uh, this one? <laughs> That's your shoulder oh, mole. Oh, God. That's your shoulder mole, man. Oh, my God. See, I knew, I knew as soon as he said that. Why did he have to say that? Huh. <laughs> All right, let's just talk about something else. Yeah, so I I, I actually looked online thinking of pseudosciences, and some of the ones that I saw that – the ones I enjoy are all over the place, but the ones that people bring up and things like that, Mm -hmm. perpetual motion, perpetual motion machines, which wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Astrology. That's oh, uh that's, that's like, an interesting one. Yeah, that's ever but everybody knows their sign. Right, and here's one that actually has been used in a lot of court proceedings and mm-hmm. things like that. Graphology or handwriting analysis where they he crossed the T a little sideways. Obviously, he's a rapist. Sir, we're here for jaywalking. I'm a handwriting analysis. Yeah, expert. excuse me. Uh I am an expert. Uh here is my well-written uh, certificate. As yeah. you can see here, the way I wrote it shows that I'm an expert. Yeah. And not in any way uh imbalan- imbalanced no. or, uh-uh. or anything. Yeah, but it, there's all these pseudosciences, <laughs> but the soup du jour pseudoscience is none other than the aforementioned phrenology this week. Kevin, I I I asked you to help host this week while John is getting that rash checked in Poughkeepsie, like we were talking about, because mm-hmm. uh, phrenology is the the measurement of bumps on the skull to predict mental traits. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, if it works, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, can it predict moles and, and things like just that? Just the head. Just the just head. The head. The yeah. And it's and just we'll going get, over. We're, we're going to get in, into it. Yeah. We'll yeah. get into why. But the, the big, the big over under through thing, the thought is the brain is an organ, which it is. But yep. back in the day, peeps thought it was an organ of the mind, which was, it was, it was certain areas of it had specific functions. Now we know that to be true right. in and of itself, mm-hmm. but they thought they were each individual were different organs of that organ and the different places of the brain weren't like well here's what helps you not drool but here's what decides if you're going to stab people or this yeah. one decides if you're going to be a good father things like that yeah that the the stab one and the drool one are you're pretty close to each other so if i shove an ice pick in the left side you forget how to play the piano but if i do the right side you become an architect what that's that's why does he even think that well, I mean, that's kind of obvious. Yeah. But, I mean, that actually, we have talked about brain injuries on here that people wake up and all of a sudden they can play the piano or they're, they're a savant. Yeah. Things like that. So that does happen. And I, I imagine things like that happening probably fed into this type of thinking that mm-hmm. led to this because mm-hmm. the brain is a, a mystery in many ways even to us now you ever seen those brains where they, they dissect people that had severe mental disorders and, and were psychos and the brain is smooth that had no wrinkles is that right yeah i've seen a couple and of what, them what, what does that mean no wrinkles like, i mean what I, that... it's just it was a malformed brain it led to you know they i i, I don't know though this is another interesting thing speaking of the brain they they actually did cross sections of Einstein's brain. Yeah. And they have it in like, you know, the slides you can look at. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the brain, as you go, like the dark material inside it, as you get older dissipates. So you, you're, you're far less likely to be able to remember things and, and do advanced things. Uh-huh. And his never. It never dissipated. So it was almost like a, a mutation or uh, a, a different. He had a different brain that allowed him to do the things that he did. Do you think in, in what is it? We use like five to ten percent of our brains. That's not like that? exactly true. So they say that that's not true. We use all of our brain. That's a miscalculation, though. I mean, I'm sure there's untapped potentials, like I said, because people get knocked on the head in a bar fight and they wake up and they can yeah. do geometry and, and physics and calculus. But all of the functions of the brain use the entire brain. Um, I think right. it's the it's way not, that it's wired. Is right. More it's the, not a certain set. It's not like going in the in the cereal aisle and then the milk aisle. All that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> uh, Always get the bag cereal. It tastes the same. No, don't. No, it doesn't. Malto meal is that what it's? Oh called? yeah. Yeah. yeah, I never, never. I'm a generic guy, but a couple things I don't buy generic uh, cereals. Re- one of them. So I tell you what, I love frosted shredded wheat. I like just about every generic brand better than Kellogg's. Is frosted that right? Shredded wheat. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know why. 
So well, little, I mean, I, maybe we can look at the bumps on your head. A little and it'll peek tell behind us. the curtain. I do. Yeah. I, I do think you're going to find it there. But the ideas that we're working with, as far as brain function, have a basis in reality. Like we're saying, like mm-hmm. you know, this this controls this. This controls this. But phrenology, mm-hmm. phrenology left science to the side and went out on its own, just making up crap. Make making up crap is that like a scientific term? Yeah, I looked it up actually. That's, oh, okay. That's Great. exactly. I'll start I mean, using that if you use the the. Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh huh. Oh, I did see that you guys had that set. Wagnalls. Yeah. Uh, was that the gentleman who was just leaving when I got here? Uh, Did he sell you the latest one? R. You're up to R. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So I got. I have phrenology down. Okay. Good. good. That's why we're doing it today. You just read about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're getting there. So what does phrenology say? Well, it measures the contours of the skull and can predict personality traits. And we know that that is completely false thanks to research and real science, but that is what it was founded on, literally. And it was developed by the country that gave us oh so many great, great times of history, Germany. Ugh. Was that sarcasm? Yes, it was sarcasm. That was sarcasm, yeah. He's, he's oh, learning. Man. Well, I, hey, he's learning. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that about <laughs> Back in 1796, physician Franz Joseph Gall developed phrenology you know how many body parts do you think he felt up before he settled on the head gall yeah. the bladder and uh, uh <laughs> that was a horrible joke i actually i, I kind of liked it yeah mm-hmm. how many body parts yeah that's uh, uh you know he didn't find enough that were bumpy enough like this yeah. one i can really wrap my hand around because anything more than a handful in a breast you're just risking spraining a thumb so you don't want to do that and uh, that's mm-hmm. a that's a quote from weird science <laughs> ah, the the movie or the USA television show? The movie. Oh. We don't talk about the TV oh, show. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you can it's okay. edit that out. It's okay. Yeah. I will edit most of you out of this. Okay. <laughs> That's good. It really caught on, though, in the 19th century, especially from about 1810 until 1840. Isn't it interesting? Uh, because uh, that's right after, I believe that um, Charles Darwin and Abraham Lincoln were born on the same day in 1809. Wow. Um, and so, uh, too bad... Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. 1809, so about when they're a year old, they started feeling up their brain. Yeah, their feeling heads. up their bumps, and, and well, somebody that, was feeling it, up Charles's head, and then they're like, you need to go look at some finches. Head was huge then. <laughs> you know, what? It's, it's not really diminished. No. It's different. <laughs> they called it ye old head back then. Uh. <laughs> Everything needs a central point. You're talking about... Uh, Charles Darwin versus Lincoln. So Lincoln was over here in America. It didn't yep. catch on here as, as quickly, but we'll get into that. That's surprising. Everything needs a central spot, though, and phrenology was Edinburgh and the Edinburgh Phrenological Society. Say that three times. Yeah. Fast. Phrenological, phrenological. Yeah. yeah. It was established in 1820. Huh. I guess lectured there. Oh. He didn't. He did not. Yeah. He's not immortal. Uh, he's not nobody a- would have him. Yeah, he's not immortal. That's a good point. I mean, how old is he? Three? You ignorant twerps. Time is an abstract concept created by carbon-based life forms to monitor their own ongoing decay. So suck a fart out of my dirty balloon knot. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Can we go back to the mole, maybe? <laughs> God. Kevin, can you honestly say you can judge anyone's intentions by a body part, though? Like, li- Well, there is, well... Joe Peck. Joe Peck. Yeah. Uh, who always has a, a raging boner when he yeah. sees you. That you can judge. Put an eye you out can, that Yeah. Thing. But seriously, otherwise, can you? Like, what do you think? Can you? Is there any part of the body that you, knowing what we know now, can I judge? Don't know. No, I, I don't know. You could say the eyes are the window to the soul. Yeah, but there's no. That's a hard. That's a hard pill to swallow, so yeah. to speak. You know, it's just such a. We're gonna get into this, but this was a science that was used for racism and sexism. And Very bad. We're gonna get into that part of it. it it's just a disgusting thing that. Um, and it's one of those sciences that when they start looking for it, you know, you want to use a scientific method and uh-huh. observable and repeatable things. And when they found non-observable and non-repeatable things, they just go, well, that one doesn't count. Oh, that one does. Oh, that one that doesn't, doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's real quick. Let's head to break. When we okay. come back, we're going to get into the phrenology's history. How did this crack BS catch on? That's an important part. And ultimately fall to the side, thankfully. And do I actually have a phrenology bust? Uh, spoiler uh, alert. He does. Producer Lisa, I don't think she loves it as much as I do. No. Where else am I going to put my hat on when, well, yeah, when, when I, I get home? home. Yeah. yeah. It's on there right now. Larry's Country Diner. That's coming up next on Hysteria 51. My dad, he's Hola, 
David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we wanted to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Very proud of you today, Kevin, because you. you're a little uh, you're a little hungover. Yeah. I picked you up off the train. Little. You didn't puke in my truck. No, well, uh, there's still a ride back to go. There is. Yeah. I gave you I was very worried. I gave you some hangover juice. I thought I was gonna throw it up. And but I got it. I held some it. Some ibuprofen. I- Profen. Ibuprofen. You know, if I'd had my head red uh, before I drank, maybe I wouldn't have had a hangover. Well, you would have known. Someone would have told you, 
you have a penchant for getting hung over. Uh-huh. You need to take that hangover juice beforehand. You would have been like, thank God I went to that phrenology institute yeah. of Chicago. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. of <laughs> Chicago. Uh, tell me more about this uh, phrenology. There's got to be some some basic tenets well, of it, right? I'm glad you asked. Ah, fair co-host, Kevin. Yes. There are the basic tenets of phrenology. Yeah. There's six of them. Oh, okay. Number one, the brain is the organ of the mind. I can't really um, argue that about that. I mean, it is an organ. And that's yeah. where Really, it's funny. We Lisa and I, we went to the body exhibit, uh-huh. and it was interesting. It had on there, it had a brain and the nervous system. Mm-hmm. That was it. It said, this is you. Every other piece of you is to nourish, protect, or supply this. And that's crazy. It was a really weird thing to see. The brain and the nerve, that is really you. It's broken down to that. Brain and nervous system. Yeah, because that's all your feelings. Everything comes down to that. Yeah. You're, I, and it had the spinal, it had the cord, but not uh, like the spinal, not the, your spine, yeah. the bones. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was yeah, really I'd like, interesting uh, to see. Do you think there's a place, uh, as we get into phrenology, that I could get a new brain? We could, we could just fix yours. By the time we're old, they'll yeah. be uploading us and they'll just error, you know, they'll take out the errors. Uh, Oh, Kevin 2.0. Oh, man. Actually, they're going to have to get to like 2.4 before uh, they get it down. Yeah. Okay. So the brain is the organ of the mind. Yeah. Check. Yeah. All right. Number two, the mind is composed of multiple distinct innate faculties. Okay. That's kind of a, a weird thing to say, but you can kind of get behind that one. So you could, could you pull, are they saying like, let's say the brain is six things, like these six tenets. You could pull one of those things out and it can function on its own? Is that what they're saying? They're saying that each one is an organ that makes up the, the whole of it, mm. so they don't function in and of themselves, but together they function together as one giant organ, the brain. Boom, 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 yep. boom. Number three, because they are distinct, each faculty must have a separate seat or organ in the brain. That's another retelling of that. Like I just said, each piece goes together. They, they Each is an organ. You can't live without your heart. You uh-huh. need your kidneys. I guess you can make well, excuses one. for one. Yeah. Things like that. There are people that have had head injuries, though, and lost part of their brain, and they still live, and then other people don't. It's a weird thing. Right. Or their personality 1,000% changes. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Number four, the size of an organ, other things being equal, is the measure of its power. What that is saying is that's like one of the main tenets. <laughs> I'm getting a big thumbs up from the booth. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, producer Lisa. Yeah, so that is kind of one of the maintenance of phrenology, meaning the the size of the feeling. They would feel your head, Uh and they could interpret. They said your head got its shape from the brain. The brain didn't get its shape from the head. It it was malleable that way. So if you have a bump here, that's not a bump on your head. That's a bump on your brain. And And the bones formed around the brain. Right. So that was the thing. The, The brain shaped the head. The head didn't shape the brain. Okay. You're looking like you don't believe this, and I don't know how I feel no, about I don't that. Know. This is I don't phrenology. Know. No, I, yeah. We know it's true. That's a good point. We do know it's true. I, I just had a... <clears throat> girl, I had you a, know it's true. Girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl. You, 50,000 people. Girl, you know it's girl, you know it's... I've seen that behind the music like 17 times. Inconceivable! <laughs> uh, okay, Lisa, you can put the thumb down now. Yeah. yeah. We're moving on from the silence. Like, okay. What I was talking about, the, 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 the shape, again, number five, the shape of the brain is determined by the development of its various organs. So each organ can grow separately from uh-huh. the rest. So you can have the frontal lobe is huge or the rear lobe is huge, and each of those things are going to dictate what happens. We'll get into each of those yep. areas. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different areas, and they control different things. We're going to break that down, yep. too. Number six, this is what I was talking about. As a skull takes its shape from the brain, the surface of the skull can be read as an accurate index of psychological aptitudes and tendencies. I checked. Uh, that's all spot on. Yeah. Yeah, not an issue there. Yeah, right here I got a bump. Yeah. That means I'm a great lover. And oh. from the booth, you why can tell. Is, yes, why is she putting her thumb down? You asked her to. That's the only oh, reason. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Don't get cocky. Uh, <laughs> Stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> Listen to Porkins. <laughs> so, uh, 
I just I now I'm just imagining tentacles of the brain coming, kind of like, like poking, that, like poking. Boom, or you boom. remember those those old movies where the brain would be like oversized and like pulsating, mm-hmm. you know, almost like beating like a heart or something like that. It yeah. kind of makes it sound crazy like that. So my question then is why you know why didn't we ever have elephantitis of the brain and why didn't people if we have if phrenology is real why didn't some people just grow their brain grow huge like one node well think about when they they found those egyptians or the the african people that would do the the head binding and it would mm-hmm. give them those those elongated skulls they were probably like oh shit this guy was really into music you know or whatever <laughs> <laughs> like this dude was this must this be dude love seals and croft yeah <laughs> It was just, it's just, it's written right there on his malleable skull. (laughs) But depending on which book you read of phrenology, and there are a lot of them, the different guides, there could be 27 to 38 regions of the skull. That's specific. Yeah, in each, an organ of the brain, and each responsible for a different personality trait. Now, the norm, there is like, even in then there was infighting, and the Uh normal, normal accepted is 35 in five major regions all inside the brain of your head. So all 35 aren't going to be named, but they're broken down into five regions and they have seven region, <laughs> five regions. And they have some, uh, some weird names. So the first region is a madness, human feeling, love and sex. That's region one. What that means is if it's too big, you are a pervert or you would be a, um, a Don Juan or an untrusty uh-huh. lover too small. No interest in sex. They would uh-huh. they would say, you know, women that become spinsters and stuff like that. Well, she was just her amativeness. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't have my bust in front of me. Yeah. But it's one of I those can't believe portions. The one time that I've recorded the show that the bust is not here. <laughs> you know, usually. The, the, yeah. I should just have it up here with the headphones on it. Just <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. Number two, philoprogenitiveness is the parental love. Uh, also, fondness for pets, the young, the helpless, the and needy, the restless, the, sick. <laughs> the young and the restless. Yeah. Too big, you spoil your kids. Okay, too big there and too big of the first one, and you might uh, be a, a child molester. Too small, you neglect kids, you kick puppies, you 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 don't want to have children, um, and you don't you dislike them, you don't give money to the homeless, and you're a terrible person. Sounds yeah okay. That checks out. Yeah, that checks yeah. out. Number three, concentrativeness, focus Ooh. on a task. Uh, too big, you're obsessive, OCD. You can't let something go. You get focused on one thing and you can't look at others. Too small, compulsive need for variety. A lot of things never get finished because you start working on one and you go, oh, I want to go work on this. I want to go work on it. Your, your eyes got real big when I thought of this one. Yeah. Well, I think I've got a real big concentrativeness portion. <laughs> your uh, concentrative organ region. is, yeah, it's is huge. inflamed. It's, it's engorged. <laughs> that is a word that I like it. Do you like, like that it. word? Yeah, engorged? It's engorged. Yeah. It's it's so engorged, it's turgid. And then uh, I have to say, too small, compulsive need for variety. Well, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's what the uh, cell phones are doing to us, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're, then they're ruining our cons- and then and then yeah. Oh, I know. And then okay, that's just the way it goes. The that was number three. Number four is adhesiveness. Robot. Speaking of unfocused and can't stay on track. Yeah. Anyway. Does he know any other songs? Do you need any other no, songs? No, I don't. Yeah. Maybe some seals and crawl. <laughs> and he's in his friendship, social, social. Uh, how, how much you like being around people. Uh-huh. Too big. You need company. You don't like to be alone. You might be one of those people that goes to parties all the time. Uh-huh. Party all the time. No. Oh, now I see why he did it. That's uh... terrible. Too small. You neglect friends. You shun social events. Your adhesiveness is too small. You stayed home and you watched friends. On your anniversary, instead of going out because you didn't want to be around people, Lisa, is that, is Lisa, that, is that true? Is our adhesiveness too small? Guess what? We're small together. Oh, I'm not getting any reaction from the booth. I don't no, know how I feel about no. this. She, that, wow. Well, that brings us I've number never five. Then that, that way. Number five is combativeness. <laughs> need Speaking to fight. Of, need too big. Yeah. Well, you're an excitable bastard. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're gonna. <laughs> yeah, you're out trying to start fights. You you argue with people for no reason. Internet troll. <laughs> you know, one Good might Lord. say. Um, I, I, what I'm enjoying is that the 
third, fourth, and fifth one are kind of close to words. Uh, yeah, they're not. The um, first two are not words. Number six, um, anti-establishmentarianism. No, I mean, <laughs> oh, on combatant of too small, you're a coward. You won't stand up for yourself. You're easily walked on, pushed over. Okay. You shun away from everything because you, you just can't stand any sort of confrontation. And this what? is all going to be told to me by feeling my head. When a phrenology expert feels your head, mm. they'll be able to to really break you down. And, and so could you, you go know. to a phrenology expert and just say, I'm worried about my adhesiveness? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really worried. And they're going to go. Well, I'm going to focus on the adhesive area of your brain, uh-huh. <laughs> and however many different functions. So that remember, that's that organ. But there's multiple pieces to that organ in there. Uh, so then it breaks down even further. But these are the big ones. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I'll use you know they'll have a cutaway or the side of the brain. You can kind of see all the different things on one side. I'll uh-huh. use that as the cover for this. What this boils down to, though, is they thought that by examining the shape and unevenness of a head or a skull, like I could discover the development of the particular cerebral organs responsible for different intellectual aptitudes and character traits. Now, that's important. Intellectual aptitudes, character traits, just by touching someone's head, they've already judged you and know what your type of person you are Uh and what you're good and bad at. Ah, uh, oh, oh, hand out out of the yeah, booth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So my question is, mm-hmm. how fast is that? Is it just like a one touch, or do you? Is well, it a couple I mean, minutes probing. Know, they're gonna they're gonna feel everywhere because different things mm-hmm. can overlap into. Well, this is large, but this is small, so they're gonna kind of counteract each other, things like that. But I'm sure, just like anything, a true true phrenology expert could do it pretty fast. Pretty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and and that expert, uh, should she be a true expert, she could say, here's your adhesiveness. Well, right so here. here's, here's talking about what you're talking about. For example, if your forehead is big, uh-huh. that position attributed to the organ of benevolence indicated that the individual would have a well-developed organ of benevolence, would therefore be expected to exhibit, you know, you're, you're an okay guy. So you know? that's why I'm going bold. <laughs> you're just yeah, way Yeah, I'm just too really benevolent. benevolent. But like so many popular sciences... Uh, Gall and others sought only, this is what I talked about, only confirmations for what fit into their box. If it didn't work mm-hmm. with the subject, they just didn't add that to their, their research. They would just ignore it. That hypothesis doesn't tread water. That doesn't work. We're not using it. So if something didn't follow along in the ways of thinking, they threw it out, ignored it completely, and that meant any evidence that went along with the way they're thinking was then readily and ferociously accepted as proof of the yeah. truth of phrenology. Mm-hmm. That's not the way science works. Yeah, and I noticed that um, – I think you have a typo here. I think you have truth in uh, quotation marks. I don't think you meant to do that. <laughs> Truth. 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 Yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh And at the same time, contradictory findings such as not very benevolent and disagreeable people having a well-developed organ of benevolence were always explained away. Meaning (laughs) you got a big, got a big head and Mm -hmm. you're an asshole and you're an evil person. That was often done by claiming that the activity of the other organs counter acted it like i was saying so just because mm-hmm. one you can't just do it real quick kevin just because yeah. one's there you got to check another yeah, area if you, if you don't do a full scan yeah like if i just went in for my adhesiveness they can't tell me about my adhesiveness that's what you do when you do it love that movie you're gonna be an evil person that, wow. Well, you are an expert. Uh, all right, here's my $300. I do have a phrenology bust. Yeah, there's your $300. What was never accepted by phrenologists is that this was all bullshit and stupid, which, again, scientific is term. a scientific term. Yep. That's exactly right. And this was popular in England during the time with, <laughs> surprise, surprise, the wealthy class. Yeah, hey, what else do we got to do but feel each other's heads? Literally, they grabbed onto this as a way to justify their looking down on the lower class people, the colonists, things like that. They were better, and they had a way to prove it. Just feel my head. All good sciences help move along racism and classism. That is just a fact. Yeah, no. Can we just block him? Is there a block feature on him? <laughs> well, there's a push him down the stairs and hope for the best feature. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, on that little bit of racism, which we're going to get further into, let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk what happened to it. Happily happened to phrenology. <laughs> That's coming up on Hysteria 51. You mean it became bigger and better than ever? Yeah. It's huge. I, I went to college at the Gold University of Southern Illinois. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, 
Are you also thinking about the mole? My mole? Have we talked about the mole I've enough? I've not been able to not think about it since you whipped that bad boy out. Yeah. Uh, the edges look irregular. Uh, what do you mean irregular? It looks red, Does and that, I don't think it's supposed to be red. What do you mean red? I'm colorblind. I'm not really, but I wish I was now. All right, let's talk about something. So, so Brent, you have a phrenology bust in your office. Yeah, it's not as cool as it sounds. We were yeah. in a, a few years ago. We were in TJ Maxx or Home Goods or one of those places. They had and, phrenology busts. Well, so when I was a kid, I loved the movie Men at Work. Do you remember with Emilio directed and, by Emilio and Carlos Estevez? Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> and they were they were garbage men. Well, that was like a running joke through the whole thing. It's like, oh, you know, you know, phrenology, feel interpret the bumps on on a head, and then it's like, you know, phrenologists feel interpret the bumps on Walt's asshole. It like it was just this running joke through the thing. And I always thought that was funny because I thought phrenology, never heard of it. Well, I found a bust, and it made me crack up thinking of that movie. So we bought it, and now it's in my office. Uh, you, so we're still calling it an office, huh? I know what you're thinking. Yeah. You're thinking, we're going to have another crazy white boy with a gun. Well, let me tell you something. Human life means very little to me at this point in time. You'll never touch another man's french fries. Those are two little clips put together, but I love that movie. I love it. Do you own it? Of course I do. Okay. And what's the plot of that movie? They, did they find a dead body? They, buy, in they find truck? a dead body, yeah. and they're dumping... Uh, uh, Toxic waste. It was one of those. It's the it's the eighties. You uh-huh. know, said so your generic bad guy who had a car phone and toxic waste, and <laughs> and they were going to get buried in a skinny tie. They were in trouble, so they get like the disgruntled former Vietnam vet who was also riding along with them, and uh, j- hilarity ensues. I have to watch that again. Yeah, Carlos Estevez. Yes, real name. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know when he was in Machete or whatever, that's the name he used. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and introducing Carlos, Carlos Estevez. Estevez. Well, I mean, <laughs> fuck it. Tiger blood. Yeah. So uh, getting back to this, Ogal and Phrenology, they did some good. They did a lot of bad. But they did. They did do some good. Some huh? good came of at least their, their bumble fucking through science. Uh, it got some people talking about the brain. Yeah. That was something that didn't always happen in neurology, psychology. They were helped by this pseudoscience real sciences were helped by them being so wrong that it was used as a cautionary tale but it did open up dialogue about well if this is not really how it happens how does it really yeah how do we let's figure out what it is yeah it was also though on the bad side a huge outlet for racism sexism classism Lots of isms. We talk about uh, the English upper class and the Americans when they adopted it over here a few years later. Mm-hmm. It was a way to look down at the poor, I think, is the, the, the best way to put it. So were they like just having – would they bring in a poor person and look at their head and be like, obviously, you're not as developed as I am or you're uh, a tent uh, – Yeah, but I'm sure that when they did that, the person who was bringing in and they would do phrenology readings much like they would do seances and stuff. You know they're bringing in people that they already knew had fucked up head bumps and yeah. stuff so it would be the way that they wanted it to uh-huh. be. You know, it's like the the traveling medicine show. You know, you come into uh, town. Snake oil salesman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They also use it a way to keep black people looked at as an inferior race or anyone someone wanted to keep down. Just say, oh, you got the bump in the wrong place on the skull. <gasps> Gasp. You're an inferior race. They literally Wow. Oh, think of uh, uh, Django Unchained. When Leonardo DiCaprio's character, he goes on a rant about African-American skulls differed from Caucasian skulls, and their, their, their bumps are different, and they're an inferior race. That literally was a thing. And they would some of these phrenology places would have skulls that they said were from African-American people that were they were lumpy or or dis- deformed skulls. They go, well, that was from a, an African-American or a black. I guess it wouldn't have been an African-American because yeah. they were in England. But they uh, they would just say that because obviously it is well, because of this. the shape. Yeah, that's what they all are like. You know, they'd say things like that and you go because that's what english people say <laughs> well the Especially english upper class exactly <laughs> they talked to their skulls as different though anyone that they wanted to put down and they were lesser than the upper class and should be treated as such that was literally one of the teachings of phrenology or the or one of the offshoots or or products. What happens? Um, let's just say somebody in the lower class wins a lottery and becomes part of the upper class. Does their skull change? They just don't let anyone read their skull. Oh, got I think it. Would be the the better. Now I don't think there was a lot of people winning the lottery. Well, I know, but in, for argument's sake, 
in Victorian era uh, England. Oh, you scratch offs. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pull tabs are really big back then. You know, <laughs> the messed up part of it was also it didn't stop there. Women were seen as inferior too. Women, they said, would have smaller heads, so they didn't have the same ability to learn or to love or to do things, and therefore should be treated as the inferior race. Seriously, though, who has a perfectly shaped skull? Other than me, because look at mine. It's I mean, beautiful. it's pretty aerodynamic. But seriously, who doesn't have a bump here or there or things like that? Right. You know, and that is just because of life and your skull. Yeah, you hit and, your head yeah, or how you were born or, yeah, it is really gross. Never judge a book by its cover. Wow. That is very true. I'm actually shocked. That's true. Cut that prick open to see what's really on the inside. There he is. He's oh, back. Okay. He's back. Why did I fall for it? Why did I think he was, you know, making a turn? He's so smooth talking. You yeah. just can't help but listen and hope for the best. So what happened to him, Kevin? Yeah. Well, he obviously probably through phrenology lives uh, in our hearts and lived forever. Yeah. This is gall that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, he did have the gall to die. He died in Paris. I got to go. August, another gall joke. August 22nd. 1828. So, kind of died still in the heyday of it. He yeah. died on a high note. That's one way to put <laughs> He's it. He's very respected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A collection of his skulls can be seen, actually, at the Rolliet Museum in Austria. So, the, he literally, like I said, he had all the skulls. And here, you can look at this one, and you can look at this one. This is an African skull, and this is a, an American skull, and this is an English skull. And, you know, he compared them, and so they're still on display. Kevin, want to see my skull collection? No. No, I don't. Yeah. I'd rather not talk to you. Loser. <laughs> Gall did set the groundwork, though, as kind of like we talked about for modern neurosciences by spreading the idea of function localization within the brain. Parts of the brain are responsible for specific things. So before Gall, that was not really anything well, that was it discussed? it wasn't studied, studied much like okay. that. His inability to grasp it properly had other people thinking, and so it kind of got that ball rolling. So got it. And the misuse of Gaul's ideas and work to justify discrimination were deliberately furthered by his associates. They they grabbed onto it and mm-hmm. used it as a way for classism and socialism and racism and stuff. Later, others tried to improve on his theories with systems such as characterology, Nazi eugenics, characterology. Uh, it just it took a bunch of other readings of the body things um phrenology it took that and tried to fix it by taking into uh a f- sociology anthropology other ways and then combine them all to say like well phrenology is just not on its own and then you had things like nazi eugenics who were like well these people have the right traits let's kill everyone else and breed them and- even though our leader doesn't have those traits come on now no, I- he he had the the, uh, the did he dye his eye color? He died. We know that much. Uh, yes, he in did. in Argentina. Oh, or uh-oh. is he in Hawaii? Uh, Hawaii. come on, you want to me? Pass the poet of Hitler. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice uh, World War Two and Wayne's World reference. You don't get a lot of don't get those two together very you know often. Well, I, we're here to we're here to bridge. Bridge, bridge culture, gaps yeah, and yeah. cultures mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, seriously though, they we're making light here because you have to. You have to throw a little bit of that under this because it begat some gross, gross things, and it was gross in and of itself. How much damage do you think pseudosciences like this caused us? Uh, how far back did it set us? Looking back on people using pseudoscience to keep others mm-hmm. down what kind of damage do you see that doing? Uh, it's generational damage right you you have you said it was big from like 1810 to 1840 in england so, and, 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 and then it came over to the america yeah. yeah and 1870s. yeah not the, not the not the 1970s it's not it's not part of a yes concept album but <laughs> uh the fact that you are just the racism uh to start the fact that it's just another talking point for for people who are racist and believe that and that just furthers uh the discrimination um and this classism thing uh, which i wasn't aware of before we started you know talking about it it's just crazy it's crazy it's it's a weird way of saying i'm so insecure about who i am i have to say what's wrong with everybody else um yeah i think yeah. i think people were looking for a reason why they were where they were, mm-hmm. you know, the king and the queen of the king and the queen, because they were born there in the right time, the right place. 
well, no, they're supposed to be the king and the queen. Now that's, you know, this is generalizing a little bit, but because they are superior in some way. Right. Well, what, what, what way? I don't know. Figure it out, you know, and figure it and, out. And, well, uh, let's start with the head. Yeah. Yeah. Let's always start with head. So that's, how far do you think it set us back? I don't know if that's a quantifiable number, but a lot because hell, it's still setting us back to a little bit, you know, with racism and things like that. But it's not like it was. It's not like it was way back then. And classism is it's still prevalent, but in different ways. Mm -hmm. Think if we were I'm not saying kumbaya, but if we were all treated equal, how far we could be as a we'd probably be living on the moon playing naked volleyball, you know, with Scandinavian chicks. That's what I like to think. That's how much it's hurt us. That's a lot. That's that is, you know, that just made me not think about my mole for one second. (laughs) Is that is that a new treatment? Should I start taking Scandinavian naked naked volleyball? volleyball? Yeah. Yeah. On the moon, no less. Fault. That was a fault. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Twelve seeks. Do you ever see where they like <laughs> they always call it numbers and then they have to call it the half of it to so they're working together? I watched Side Out not too long ago. Great eighties movie. What what movie? Side Out? Oh, why did you? Oh, because you're brave. why? Yeah. Why would I not watch yeah. Side Out? <laughs> fair. That's a fair dumb point. Question. Yeah. I'm sorry. Chronology is uh, uh, a pseudoscience that it's funny. Like I saw, oh, a phrenology skull. I could buy that at TJ Maxx. Yeah. Yeah, they don't tell you that it comes with the backwash of racism and hatred, yeah. but it does. And that's something that I think is important for people to remember. These things that we just have sitting around as decorations and stuff like that uh, are... Was are, used to uh, harm yeah. whole races and groups of people, women, classes of people. Uh, it, it, it's terrible. Pseudoscience. And some of them are... You know, if you look up pseudoscience, though, I will say this. The study of alien life and things like that is pseudoscience well guess what nasa is doing right now on mars they're digging for microbes yeah so technically you could say that mars is the place of pseudoscience because nasa's doing it there so just because you can't lump everything as pseudoscience just because it's not believed people that are we just call it bullshit well pen and teller that's already taken ah good point good point what do you guys think, though? What do you think? Is is phrenology just a, a, a great example of this, or is there better examples of pseudoscience that you love for us to talk about? How can they let us know, Kevin? Well, uh, there's a number of ways, but the best way I can think of right now is they can go onto Facebook and go into Hysteria Nation. Oh, such a good answer. Uh, thank you. Um, ah, that's right. Just Facebook you. groups. Just search Hysteria Nation on Facebook. You'll find it. Also, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That's our Hysteria51 page. You can find this episode and all sorts of episodes. Tweet to us at Hysteria51pod. This is the place you got to go to. Patreon. Pay- Patreon.com uh-huh. slash Hysteria51. You can find... All sorts of extra episodes. We're going to do an up all night after this, and so you can find extra. We're going to keep the talk going. Lots of different episodes on there. Radio dramas. You can get yourself a t-shirt. You can host a show. Sign posters. Picture the Loch Ness Monster. It only costs tree fifty. Tree fifty. And I draw it terribly for you. Oh, I, I have three framed copies. You do. Mm-hmm. They're they're. I would hold on to them. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they'll probably be more worth more after I'm dead. So, you know, your your grandchildren will really be able to. Yeah, that's this is my retirement planning. That's I don't blame you. Yeah. Voicemail 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. We'll play more when John is back from Poughkeepsie or Delaware or wherever he's at recently. Both. I'll, I'll take aside. John got himself a new job. Yay. And he is traveling uh, nonstop. So he has been uh, uh, just traveling. He's been in New York pretty much every day for a while. And so we're not going to let the show just sit there. We're going to keep doing it. That's right. And now we got Kevin here filling in. Happy to do so. Well, not only are you happy to do so, you get sad sometimes. 
I, I do get sad. What I do you call those sad, sad times? I call them um, sad times. Yeah, tell about that. Yeah, so um, I have a podcast uh, that I work on called Sad Times that I host, uh, and each week I bring on a guest, and uh, we talk about times in their life when they were upset, sad, anxious, um, how they reacted, how people around them reacted, because um, generally we're all going through this stuff, but nobody really uh, talks about it very often, so trying to open up a dialogue about that. So I, I got to tell you, I was a, a guest. Yes, you were. It was hard. I'm not going to lie to you. And it was also very good. I enjoyed listening to it, listening back. And mm-hmm. it makes you, helps you, you know, think about the things you say. But, and I shared this with you. I got an email thanking me for, for being on there and talking about how they resonated with my, the, the issues that I'd had and how, how that made them feel. It was awesome. It was one of the greatest emails I've ever gotten of yeah. just saying, Hey, it's nice to have someone else and you can go. I get them or they're just like me, you know, that's pretty cool. I think it's, uh, it is really cool. And, you know, I've had people reach out to me, um, about, uh, other guests that I've had on and, and just feeling less alone. That's really a big goal. Right. Right. That's absolutely right. And we've got lots of great guests scheduled. I'm spoiler. I, I helped produce the show. So I yes. took over a few episodes ago, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're doing that and it's been a lot of fun and I've really enjoyed it. And you can, you can check that out just anywhere you're getting your podcast. Look up sad times. If you forget this show, though, yeah. If you get any of that, you the any of the phone number, or anything, hysteria51.com. The new hysteria51 3.0. I've just redone our website. It's still in the works. Some of the back the back episodes I'm still working on, uh-huh. but yeah, it's got a new look, a little cleaner, a little easier to use. I think you'll like it. Yeah. So yeah, just go on there and you can shop to your heart's desire. You can get yourself hysteria51. Hats and T-shirts and say, "Oh, I just saw that T Public added magnets, so I sell magnets through Patreon. We'll sell them. You can get yourself a sweet magnet. <laughs> you can buy them on there now too. So that's pretty cool. I think you should start selling um, phrenology busts. If someone wants to, uh, we can work that out. I'll, I'll sign the phrenology bust that I have and give it to them for the right amount of money. <laughs> yeah, three thousand dollars." Thirty-two hundred and sixteen cents. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, again, Kevin, thanks for coming on. Yeah, here. yeah. Thanks Sorry for about your me. mole, but your head oh, checks God. out. Your head checks out. And a uh, big right. thanks to producer Lisa for yeah. for putting up with the booth. She got real excited. I got a thumbs up, so I'm excited about this week. We're gonna see how this yeah, turns we'll see out. How it goes. Also, real quick, we're just talking side note here. Yesterday was our sixth anniversary. Hey, happy anniversary, or Lisa. We've been married for. Six wonderful, wonderful years. There's no... You looked at me like I was making a joke there. There's I no just, joke there. Right, blink twice if you're okay. <laughs> is that is that Morse code? <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. We went out. We had some dinner. We went to a play. We came home. We watched Friends. It was the whitest evening ever. <laughs> and uh, it was all right. Nice. <laughs> that sounds nice. Well, congratulations to you both. That's Thank you very awesome. much. Thank you very much. So with that said, I'm at Brent. I've been Kevin. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.